Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. And this one is transfer tips for game week 15. So as always, I'm going to discuss some of the popular moves in and out of people's squads and talk about whether they are good moves or not. This video is coming out slightly earlier than usual this week because the deadline is 6 o'clock UK evening on Tuesday. So make sure you don't miss that. I'm still going to have team selection later on today. Final thoughts tomorrow and a deadline stream uh, late afternoon on Tuesday as well. So make sure to check out all of that. If you enjoyed this video, give it a like, hit that subscribe button, and let's jump into it. All right, let's start with Martin Dubravka, who's Newcastle's backup goalkeeper and cost just 3.9 million. And for anyone that watched the Newcastle versus Man United game at the weekend, Nick Pope went off with an injury. Now, at the time recording, we don't know how long he's going to be out for, but after the match, Eddie Howe said that it looks like he's dislocated his shoulder. Now, we have seen in the past outfield players dislocate their shoulder. It gets popped back in, and they're back within a week or two, maybe a little bit longer. But I feel like for a goalkeeper, that kind of injury is much more concerning. You've got to get it right before they return to the squad. And Nick Pope has had injuries like that in the past, and he's been out for months. So Dubravka at 3.9 million is a goalkeeper I'm much more interested in than I was with Kelleher, that looked a little bit more short-term. Even if... Nick Pope was only out for a couple of months. Because of all the extra fixtures in December, let's say he's out until February. You've got, what is it, February the 3rd is Luton at home. That's game week 23. You've got kind of eight fixtures before that, and you might get even more. And a lot of those fixtures are pretty good as well. So I think Ariola looks like a really nice option to bring in. I think because of the next two fixtures being Everton away and Spurs away, there's probably not a mad rush to bring them in. Like Newcastle defence is great, one of the best in the league, and they're really strong at home. But I don't know how good the clean sheet prospects are for the next couple of game weeks in particular. I mean, to be fair, a lot of people have got Areola, and he has Spurs away in game week uh, yeah, in game week 15, which isn't ideal. And I guess Everton away is a bit better, but I'm not sure you need to cancel all your other transfer plans just to not play Ariola versus Spurs away, as frustrating as he, uh, as he has been. I should say, because of the quick turnaround with the deadlines this week on Tuesday, I am having to record bits of this 
before some of the matches have been played. And one of the matches that hasn't been played yet is West Ham. But I'm going to assume that Ariola's lost his clean sheet against Palace. But either way, I don't think there's a mad rush to get Dubravka until potentially game week 17, right? That's when Newcastle got really good fixtures for the next three. Fulham at home, Luton away, Forest at home. Obviously, if you're sat there with two free transfers and not much else to do, or even one transfer, and you think your team is well set for the next couple of weeks, then you could move on him. But I think if you had to wait till game, uh, game week 17, it's not the end of the world. Also, that would allow you to get a bit more information before you make the decision to find out exactly how long Nick Pope's going to be out for. But I do think it's going to be probably a couple of months at least. The reason that I mentioned the information thing is because the deadline for Tuesday, uh, sorry, the deadline for game week 15 is on Tuesday and Newcastle don't play till Thursday. So the press conference for Eddie Howe probably isn't going to be until Wednesday in which case the deadline will already have passed. But either way, I think you're going to get at least six to eight game weeks out of Dubravka. The only other thing to mention is a triple up on Newcastle. So similar conversation we had about Kelleher, but I actually think for Newcastle, there's even more chance you might want to triple up, especially with the fixtures they've got coming up. So Anthony Gordon is one player who's doing really well this season. Another goal at the weekend. We're going to talk about him a little bit more in the uh, in a minute. Izak is a forward that a lot of people might start to look at soon. Trippier, of course. It's fantastic, especially when the fixtures are good. You've got Share at 5.2, LaSalle's at 4.1, Liveramento, another really good performance against Man United. Yes, there's still some rotation worries, but he's 4.3 million. So I think I would be aware of that. But if Nick Pope is going to be out for months and you can get Newcastle's goalkeeper for 3.9 million, that feels worth only having two outfield players for. But obviously, it all depends what kind of position you're in with your squad. If you've already got you know, Trippier, Gordon, and you want to get Isaac, then just ignore Dubravka. It's not that he's suddenly essential or or massive. You know, he's not going to be the reason that you win FPL or don't this year or win your mini league, but he's a fantastic option at that price. So as I've already mentioned him, let's talk about Anthony Gordon next. And what a season he's having, by the way. He's played 13 matches in the league for Newcastle so far and got six goals, five assists. So 11 attacking returns in 13 games, which is pretty incredible value considering he only costs six million. But he is currently yellow flagged in FPL because he seemed to pick up a bit of a knock in the game against Man United. Now, at one point during the second half, I can't remember exactly when, the commentator said that it looked like he was struggling a little bit, not in a major way or anything like that. But then he played on anyway, and the substitution didn't happen until well after the 90th minute. So there can't be a major issue there. And then after the game, Eddie Howe said that he didn't know at the moment whether there was an issue. He hopes he's okay. Uh, he said he was feeling tightness in his hip. So it's not like he's got this big issue or anything like that. And the Everton game isn't until Thursday anyway, so Newcastle have a bit more rest time than other teams, right? They, they played on Saturday. They're not playing again until Thursday. But as I said with Dubravka, we're probably not going to hear from Eddie Howe again before the FPL deadline. So we've kind of got to go on the information we have at hand. So I think if you're an owner of Gordon already, it's pretty easy. You just keep him and play him. And if he's not available for the match, you just get someone off your bench instead. So I definitely would not sell him at the moment, right? Like I said, that is incredible value. Lots of you probably got on him earlier. If you're someone that doesn't own him, that wants to buy him, I'd be a little bit more cautious. If he's integral to your plans going forward and you need to bring him in this week for whatever reason that might be, then I'd be tempted to take the risk, even if you don't hear positive things on him over the next couple of days, because I'm sure he's going to be fine for that Everton game. At the bare minimum, he's probably going to be fine for Spurs. So even if he missed Everton, it wouldn't necessarily be the end of the uh, world. But if you're 
wanting to bring him in, but it doesn't really matter whether you get him this week or game week 16 or game week 17, whenever it might be, and money's not tight or anything like that, then I would just probably hold off. So like I said, I think he will start against Everton, but we have to say there, has, there is some doubt there based on what Eddie Howe has said, and we should be cautious. But if you've already got him or he's integral to your plans, I still don't think it's a bad transfer to bring him in. So despite Arsenal not picking up a clean sheet against Wolves, Zinchenko walked away with yet another return, and he has been doing really well recently. So he got the assist against Wolves, which left him on five points. The two game weeks before that, he got nine points against Brentford and ten against Burnley. He did blank against Newcastle in game week 11, only got a one-pointer, but he only played 17 minutes. Now, it is worth saying Zinchenko is not completely nailed on. He will miss the odd match, but if you had a block of eight game weeks... He'd probably start at least six, probably seven of them, and maybe in some cases all eight as well. The good thing is, from an FPL point of view, the matches that he does miss tend to be the more difficult fixtures, where they might want to have Ben White right back and Tommy Asu left back, just a little bit better defensively. But he's needed in those easier games because he's much better on the ball. So it's not the end of the world if you wanted to bring him in. And then Sheffield United in game week 10 was an eight-pointer. So he's returning four of the last five game weeks, but also... Arsenal have had pretty good fixtures over that time. And as I've mentioned over the last couple of game weeks, those good fixtures are about to run out. So they got Luton away in game week 15, which isn't bad. But then in game week 16, it's Villa away. 17 is Brighton at home. And 18 is Liverpool away. Now, you might think differently, but I think those three game weeks I've just mentioned, I don't really see Arsenal getting a clean sheet. They are one of the best defences in the league, so it is possible but I'm just not sure it's the right time to bring an Arsenal defender in. If, like me, you've already got them, depending on what other defenders you have, what other fires you have to put out transfer-wise, you might play them against Villa or against Brighton because you need to, but I'm just not sure I would look to bring one in this week in particular. From 19 onwards, they look good again, but that little block between 16 and 18 isn't great. It's also worth saying that Luton game is on Tuesday, so it is a quick turnaround from uh, for Arsenal Saturday to Tuesday. Tommy Asu did pick up a knock in the game against Wolves, so it might just be that Ben White plays right back and Zinchenko plays left back, which is probably the most likely thing to happen anyway. But if you can, I would hold off on this transfer because you should hear from Arteta on Monday before the game on Tuesday. Although whether it will give us any information, uh, I don't know. So I think Zinchenko is probably a good long-term option, which makes it sound like he's a good move in this week. But I think you should be looking probably game week 19 onwards at this point. Again, if you think he is the best defender to bring in and you can deal with 16 to 18 or you think Arsenal will be okay in those game weeks, then fine. Bring him in and play him. That's absolutely um, your choice. But I just don't know if it's the right time to get them. If you're looking for other players in and around that price, maybe Fabian Cher, really good fixtures coming up. I guess Spurs away in 16 is not great, but outside of that, pretty decent. Newcastle, great defense. He's very attacking as well. Pedro Porro too, although again... I am recording this before I see the Man City and Spurs game, but unless anything major happens, it should be fine. I just don't know if I'll be buying Zinchenko, but I might regret saying that when he picks up another return against Luton. All right, let's talk about Jared Bowen next. And at this point of recording, I have seen all the results from game week 14, and I knew that Ariola would lose his clean sheet. It's entirely predictable, but I'll save that for a different video. In terms of Jared Bowen, he was back in the start in 11, and I think whether you sold him or kept him for game week 14 it was probably an okay outcome if you got rid of him even if you didn't really want to at least he didn't return and if you kept him okay you didn't get any points but you're a transfer up and you've got him for this december period as well and i do think he's someone worth holding on to so if you're thinking about selling him 
which over 50,000 FPL managers have already done ahead of game week 15, I think he's a pretty easy hold. Like, if you haven't got someone like in Burmo, maybe you could still make that move. But obviously, you've lost one of the good fixtures for Brent for now. He's only got three more before he blanks in game week 18. And although on paper, you know, Spurs away this week, Man United at home in 18, Arsenal away in 19 are not fantastic, you've got a player that when fit is going to start every single game. And in game week 14, we've already started seeing a little bit of rotation. I think that will continue into game week 15. Probably not the case for Jared Bowen. So if I had him, there's not too many other midfielders that I would want to sell him to. So I'd probably hold on now that we know he's fit again. If you're thinking about buying him, I still think that's perfectly reasonable. And although Spurs did ship more goals to Man City, they will have Romero back. I don't think there's a rush to bring him in for that fixture. Again, if it's part of your overall transfer plans where you need to bring him in this week, fair enough. But I think I would give him that game and then maybe look at it from game week 16 onwards. But it's good that he's back. It's another midfielder to add to people's plans. If you've got him, I'd hold. If you're thinking about buying him, I think you could put it off until game week 16. So if you own Cole Palmer for game week 14, it's a little bit frustrating that he was benched against Brighton at home, which is such a good fixture for an attacker. But the good news is it doesn't seem like that was a tactical decision. Pochettino confirmed that he had a little bit of an injury and they benched him as a precaution. And it can't have been that bad because he came on in the second half. Unfortunately, he came on about a minute after Chelsea won a penalty. He almost had his fifth of the season. But either way, it's a good sign that he got minutes against Brighton and then should be good moving forward. So I would still assume that he's part of the first 11 for Chelsea, like Chelsea's best 11, and should get decent minutes over the next five to six game weeks. We should be aware that there's not many players in the Premier League that are going to be completely immune from being rested and rotated over December because of the fixture congestion. But I don't think Cole Palmer is going to start missing every other game. He might be rested for like one in three, a kind of worst case scenario, but probably more like one in four, one in five or something like that. Obviously, once Nkunku is finally back, that does add another attacker to the mix. But he wasn't in the squad again in game week 14. So I don't think he's going to be back until game week 17 or 18 at the earliest. So if you own him, Definitely don't panic and definitely hold on to him. If you're thinking about bringing him in, I think it's a bit like Jared Bowen. Man United away is not an awful fixture, but probably no rush to bring him in. You could leave it until game week 16 or 17 instead. But of course, if you need to downgrade a midfielder to have the funds to go bigger elsewhere, then Cole Palmer is still a good option to bring in. So although Isaac didn't return against Man United, he did have a really good game, which is probably why over 40,000 FPL managers have already brought him in ahead of game week 15. And I get it. He is a great player. He would be on penalties when Cannon Wilson is out. And it makes a lot of sense with the fixtures that Newcastle have got coming up. The only thing I'd be slightly cautious about is Callum Wilson. Now, a week or two ago, the rumours going around were that he could be out for four to six weeks, which would obviously make Isaac's minutes very good when he was fit and available. But this tweet came out on Sunday from an account called The Little Mans on Twitter. Now, this person has had pretty good Newcastle information before, and this is what they said. Not heard anything on Longstaff, but Wilson is back in training this week. He said he could have started yesterday, so that is against Man United in an emergency, but is around one week away from being fit in reality, and then goes on to say, I wonder if he could be given the Everton game to give Isaac a much-needed rest for Spurs. Now, I'm not sure how much I would put into that in terms of what's going to happen in game weeks 15 or 16. I'd obviously rather hear it from Eddie Howe about whether or not 
Wilson is fit and back in training. But that is something I would at least pay a little bit of attention to because down the line, we could then see that rotation happen between Isaac and Wilson again. Now, for what it's worth, I do think that Isaac is ahead of Wilson in the pecking order for that number nine spot. We've already seen plenty of times this season when they're both fit, they will rotate. And with the fixtures that Newcastle have got coming up, it's Everton on Thursday, Spurs on Sunday, and then you've got that AC Milan game on Wednesday, which is must win. And if they're going to play their best 11, you would assume that Izak will play that match. So if he does, will he miss the Spurs game before it or possibly the Fulham game after it? So it could be a case that Izak plays Everton, maybe plays Spurs and AC Milan, depending on what Wilson's fitness is looking like. And then maybe he misses Fulham. They have got a Carabao Cup quarterfinal after that. So potentially Wilson will play that and Izak will play the league games. But already, even having to factor this in is a little bit... Or it could become a little bit annoying trying to judge which one of those two players will play in each Premier League match. So I don't want to put anyone off bringing him in because it might be that Wilson has a setback or he's not ready and Izak will play the majority of the next four to five game weeks. But if you've got Darwin or Solanke or Watkins... There's probably no rush at this point to bring Izak in anyway. So I'd rather see what happens over the next couple of games and then maybe look to bring him in for 16 to 80 when the fixtures get a lot better. So that would be my viewpoint. Let me know below if you're thinking about bringing him in. If you have enjoyed that video, make sure to give it a like and hit that subscribe button. Because of the quick turnaround, I'm going to do team selection later tonight and then final thoughts tomorrow morning. And then we'll have a deadline stream on Tuesday evening. So make sure to check that out. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. Hit that like button. I'll catch you again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.